What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Welcome to another edition of Coco Caliente. Nicole and I are kind of in a... <clears throat> like my, I'm, I sound groggy. Do yeah. I sound groggy? Yeah, or, you sound kind of sick or something. But yeah. we are groggy because a little bit. We went to New York for 48 hours and then came home at 6 a.m. yesterday. We flew out and then I had to go all day bridesmaid dress shopping, which was super fun, but it was exhausting. So I drove three hours home, had to hurry and get ready, drove two hours to bridesmaid shopping, then drive two hours back. Yeah, it's just been a busy, uh, I guess, 48 now, what's 48 plus 24? 72 hours. It's been a busy 72 <laughs> hours, and then I got to go back to work today, so. But it was fun. New York, New York is always fun. Um, mm-hmm. We went over there originally because Nicole was doing some stuff uh, for possible wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess she'll update you uh, with that later down the line, but we went with her parents uh, yeah, it was the first time they've been to New York, and it was very hard to schedule this trip because Victor's work schedule and then my dad's work schedule, he is retired, but he also still works for the village, so he has like kind of weekends off, and but he could take days off, and then my mom um, kind of coordinating everything with the dogs and just finding a couple days that everybody could go, and we finally did, and it was it was really fun. Yeah, it was it was funny to see how shocked they were of like what mankind can do right Mm -hmm. so you see new york and that's like the the epitome of like what we can do like building these huge skyscrapers and having these huge like electronic billboards that have all this stuff running on it Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of fun and then me and dave got to explore the city on our own i mean maybe for like two hours but it was still it was still a lot of fun we were just walking around looking at things you know trying beers at different bars and like playing games um and so it was a good time but it always reminds you of how expensive New York is. It's insanely expensive. <coughs> like there was, we went to the Broadway show Lion King. It was amazing. Oh, that's a whole nother topic. Oh yeah. my gosh. But a can of beer there, just a normal 12 ounce can of beer was $12. Oh yeah. It's just, it's hard. Okay. So we go and get, stop and get a drink at a bar. It's mm-hmm. like $60 for all, just to have one like small for beer. For each person to have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only four of us, and it's like, oh, that's 60 bucks. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Even just, like, our food, and a lot of times you might order something off a menu, 
you don't like it. And then you're like, I just paid 30 bucks for this. Suck it up and eat it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like one of the one of the Uber drivers that we were talking to is like, yeah, you need to make 100 grand here to be uh Paycheck to, be, to, to paycheck be paycheck to paycheck in a with, studio apartment like in and that's like in the manhattan you know new york new york area and i'm mm-hmm. just like that is bizarre you know if i'm if i'm making over 100 grand or 100 grand a year i, I thought i made it you know yeah but geez i mean i i don't know i don't know the real estate there is just crazy and 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 how bunched up everything is and how expensive everything is i just can't imagine living there um, and the other shock factor comes from like the trash on the street, I think, just how they literally throw their trash on the street and there's like 50 bags piled up on the side. It's crazy. Yeah. So basically, uh, I guess pretty much every night except the weekends, I think except Saturday, they said maybe mm-hmm. Sunday, but every night everybody puts their trash on the sidewalk and then the trash people pick it up in the morning, but you're in the city, right? So it's not like you have like a spot. You know, I feel like you're in front of your house or you put trash once a, one day a week. Every night they have it out there. So it kind of looks a little trashy. You just walk around the trash. <laughs> you just walk around the trash. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it was it was a lot of fun though. We had a great time. And Lion King. Mm-hmm. So we had never gone. I don't know. if have, have I have gone, gone to, yeah, Frankie Grande's Broadway show. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. But have you gone to like a grandiose Broadway show? Like a, like a whole... No, I, I went to Rock of Ages. I don't know what you'd call that. I don't know. Where was that at? It was in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you did. So you have gone yeah. to a Broadway show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that wasn't the first time that I have gone to a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. But it have you have you seen it such a big one like that? No, like, like all the characters. This was a big cast. Yeah, they did a mm-hmm. p- amazing job making you feel like it was legit Lion King. Yes, the people turned into animals, and it was believable. Yeah, like they were walking around like on giraffes, stilts. like tall ass giraffes mm-hmm. on stilts. Like the hyenas look like hyenas. Yes, the way they were acting, even the the actors that were like you know Simba or, or Mufasa, the way they would move their shoulders as they were talking or walking, or constantly moving their head, yeah. like like an, very animal like. But it was it was awesome. It was an awesome show. Oh, I highly 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 recommend it. Like okay. I loved it. Yeah, so that show was crazy and the props like not just like the props that they had as animals, but how they would have people with grass on their head and then they would have the little puppets of the uh, of Simba yeah. and Nala like running through the grass like they were playing. Mm-hmm. Like little things like that. And it's hard for you to imagine that in your mind as I'm saying it like, oh, guys with blades of grass on their head. But like how they had it set up, it literally looked like these animals were running on grass. Yeah, the background, it's I cannot believe the production that goes into to that and like the thoughts that go into each scene, like recreating a scene and making it seem real and the stuff that pops up out of the ground. Um, even the stars in the night sky, it's, mm-hmm. it's so believable. So, yeah. or them creating like that jungle scene and everything like looking kind of jungle S, yeah. you know, like yeah. all, all that. I mean, and it then was, they have like live percussion and, um, the instruments up yeah. on the top. So all the sounds that are coming are coming from Yeah. They're them making all the music right there. Live. Yeah. You know. And if you have a chance to go, go, they are kind of expensive, but it's worth it. If you're going to spend your money and something in New York, spend it on a Broadway show. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. And we also got to meet up with our good buddy Paul, yes, Paul Abrahamian. Mm-hmm. It's always nice meeting up with him. 
uh, fellow Big Brother 18 cast member. He just feels like family. Like, there's a bond between us that will never go away. We've been through some crap together. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> we've been, what, friends now since uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, like four years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's a solid amount of time to stay in contact with somebody, especially when somebody lives far away, and we meet up with him at least once a year. Maybe yeah. twice. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that that was really cool, and we hung out with him for a little bit. And then Eliza showed up for a little bit um, from mm-hmm. uh, Amazing Race. So I don't know. It was nice to catch up with people. It, it was a lot of fun. We uh, made the most of our 48 hours. We literally <laughs> sat in our hotel just never, just to get ready. It was like a to rush get to get ready. To get ready and to sleep. Yep. <laughs> so I think that was a very well-spent 48 hours. And I was kind of sad when it was time to go. I was like, one more day. I know. We didn't go into one shopping store. We didn't go into... I I'm proud of Nicole. We didn't go into like anything like that. I am so proud of Nicole. Not even... We did get pizza. We oh The last God. night, we were looking for pizza on our way home from the Broadway show. We're like, we need New York pizza. We finally found it. Mm-hmm. And it was literally 99 cent pizza. Everything in New York is expensive. Except for pizza. Except that I literally, we bought a whole pizza, which you can't do anywhere else, for $8. It was, and it was delicious. Huge. It, was, it was really good, and it was massive. But the trick there is they only sell cheese pizza. Which I like. Which, what, yeah, yeah, but it's still eight. You can't, you can't beat that. A dollar a slice, eight bucks for a whole pizza. Yeah, why is pizza okay? Lee, why is that so affordable? But every know. other meal, if you, I paid five dollars for a water bottle. Oh yeah, a couple times at that Lion King <laughs> show again. So Nicole's talking about the beer. So the wine, it was twelve dollars for, for two ounces. ounces. And he's like, so do you want a single, a double, or a triple? And, and then the triple will be like your normal eight-ounce glass. And 36 like, bucks. $36 for eight ounces? Are you kidding me? it wasn't even like cork. It wasn't even cork wine. It was just like a screw-off bottle that was... I'm like, oh, no. Th-. I was like, you know what? I'll just have the water for Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to drink anything tonight. Like that, that was crazy. Um, if, if there's any recommendation I can make lower your prices more people would buy it nobody i didn't see anybody that no. bought anything but like water over there and then they would refill it at the drinking fountain but now if you hear this you can bring in water had yes. we known we would have saved tons of money because you can bring in your own water it's it's crazy so if you are going to a broadway show bring in a bottle of water and then just refill it oh and that reminds me we also went to the 9-11 memorial mm-hmm. and museum over there in new york and that was amazing it was a breathtaking experience it was very sad i mean it's definitely mm-hmm. a heart wrencher right a, a tearjerker but it, it's 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 good to know the history it puts everything into perspective and it puts, yep and it, sometimes it's like if you're not there if you're not living there if you don't have a relative that was directly affected you're just like wow that's really really sad but you don't like feel when you're there you just like felt everything like oh my gosh this is way more insane and just picking up the phone and hearing people's last messages to their wives and seeing a lot of things it was i mean i'm really happy we went to that i would highly recommend you go see that as well yep definitely definitely a must uh, a must see when you go to new york on your next trip So waking up, getting ready for work, deciding is today going to be a stylish day or a comfortable day. Now thanks to Beta brand dress pant yoga pants, you do not have to to decide. These pants are stylish, they're comfortable, they're professional, and you shouldn't have to just pick one of those. With Beta brand, you never have to sacrifice comfort or function for style. Um, They're super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and stay wrinkle-free. 
They have the style of dress pants with the stretch fit and feel of yoga pants. Whatever your style, Beta Brand has the pants to match. Choose from dozens of colors, patterns, and cuts and styles like boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped, and more. They even have a pair with eight. Yes, eight pockets. That's a ton of pockets. And now they offer premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. Right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash coco, C-O-C-O. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash C-O-C-O. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Go to betabrand.com slash coco for 20% off. Um, Now, moving forward, we have a fun guest for you today. Uh, one of the more fun guys uh, on the TV show, the Netflix hit series, The Circle. Shuby. We got Shuby on the show. Um, yeah. So enjoy. He's very, I like, he's my favorite because he just is so real, honest, and raw. Yeah. And he's like hyped up. Yeah, so. he is hyped up. <laughs> he had a lot of energy, so you guys enjoy. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys for having me. What are you up to? What are we interrupting for you right now? What were you supposed to be doing today that now, you, now you're with us? Oh, nothing, man. Probably just sleeping and doing my boring work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start there. What do you do for work? Um, yeah, so like right now I work, I'm doing data analytics for a startup, and then I'm just, we're working on growing the company. So, yeah. So, okay, so let me pronounce your name correctly. So if you can pronounce it for me, just to make, I think Nicole Shubham? has it down. Shub- yeah, yeah, Shubham, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shubham, okay, so where are you, uh, where's your family originally from, Shubham? Yeah, so uh, they're originally from India, and then they moved to California in the 1980s, and yeah, so I was born and raised in the Bay Area. Okay, okay. So does it get you, because I know some people ask me, like, oh, so where are you from? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm from you know, the U.S. No, no, no. But like, yeah. where are you from? From It's like, well, no, I was born in Waukegan, Illinois. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, when they ask, I never know like how in-depth they want. So I always <laughs> like, in-depth I know and then. <laughs> Just kind of go from there. That's yeah. funny. So data analytics. I'm sorry for people that are listening right now that have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> no, but oh. no. Before that, Shubham Goel, right? Goyle, Goyle, yeah. Goyle. Uh, he was a contestant on The Circle, mm-hmm. and you were a fan favorite. Is that correct? Um, I'm I, not really sure. I mean, yeah. I you, are read, my, you are my favorite, and I think you are a lot of people's favorite. That's that what I, I read. I did some research, yeah. and it said you were a fan oh, favorite. Thanks. So I, I, yeah. fans of both of you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you do data analytics. So what, is, what does that mean? What degree did you get? Was it like an engineering uh yeah, so um, I went to UCLA and my uh, I got a degree in economics. And so, like, I do data analytics, but a lot of it is, like, growth and stuff. So I'm a co-founder at the software company. But anyways, so, like, data analytics in a nutshell is just we're looking at, like, large amounts of data. And we're trying to see, like, the reason why the data is doing what it does. So you're trying to find a story for what the data mm. is doing. And, um, yeah, so basically it's just like that. And then you're just trying to build graphs and see trends in your data. Just to, I, you know, I think it is relevant to everyone just because we live in a big data world. So, yeah. Yeah. For most people, 
nobody knows what you're talking about. And then yeah. down the line, when you guys discover something or become billionaires or something, they make a documentary and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, those graphs. No, no I, yeah, I always say it's much easier than people think. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I bet you it, it's just takes time is all. It yeah. sounds kind of fun to figure out like the story behind why things are happening. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It is kind of like a mystery in a weird way, you mm-hmm. know, like like the circle where you're trying to discover stuff or these games. Yeah, so it is fun in that sense. Yeah. So okay, so guy graduate. You you said UCLA, correct? Yes. So you graduate UCLA. You when between that and working, and where did the circle happen between all that? Yeah. So um, I graduated about I think almost three years ago, and then. I saw like in, my friend showed me an ad for the circle about like oh, it feels like yesterday, but I guess it was like almost a year ago. Oh yeah, and then, you know the process is it's like about four to six months of just auditioning and going through the stages, and then we filmed it, and then yeah. So I was wondering how you got on because you aren't someone that is into social media. Well, prior to this, anyways. So yeah, I yeah, was I, like, how did he end up on? Like I thought maybe they found you or something. No, no, no. So I'm a big, big brother and Survivor fan. And I, you know, I went through the casting for both of them and I got oh. really cool. Oh, dang. Yeah. I thought you'd be so great on Big Brother when I saw you on the circle. You're oh, like thanks. TV gold, man. <laughs> oh, no. So like, I got really close to both of them. Like I made it to the finals and stuff just because wow. I've always loved shows and stuff. And um, so my friend knew that, right? We always talk about Big Brother Survivor and he mm-hmm. saw like a Facebook ad for the show and I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. It's like another variation of like one of these types of game shows. And I thought someone like me with my views, Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be interesting to see how someone like me would do on the show. So yeah. That's awesome. I did not know that you applied for Big Brother and Survivor. Well, they lost a good one. Yeah, they really did. (laughs) They really did. (laughs) Are you currently watching the the most uh, recent season of Survivor? Survivor? I am. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. I, I think it's insanely awesome how they got all the winners back. That's so cool. Me too. I'm, I'm surprised that the back-to-back winners aren't out yet. <laughs> yeah, no, they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, man. Yeah, that is crazy. So you... Okay, so you're you're working in engineering. You're doing all this stuff, and then you decide to do the circle. What does your family think about this when you're when you're deciding to do this stuff or when you're going through it? Oh, man, they're so stoked because they, like... they. <laughs> Uh, like my like I love for this type of stuff and um yeah I mean they were so supportive and they thought they thought like this concept was so innovative and revolutionary so they they were so supportive they were just so excited they just wanted me to not be the first one out so they were stoked (laughs) I know and when it was like watching and then when you were ranked last or whatever it was like so I was like please don't get him out because I knew you're gonna be like such great tv and you were the only one that was like very anti-social media and just real and raw to yourself so were you freaking out a little bit I mean it showed you kind of freaking out but were you really like oh my god I could really be the first one off yeah, people don't realize, like, so in the game, when I saw the first eight faces come on the board for the first time, I had this really dark feeling in myself, like, this is it. <laughs> and, like, so when I got eighth place, I'm like, I'm done. I Because people don't, it didn't show, but the at-risk chat with all the people who are up for elimination, I gave a whole paragraph telling them, guys, I'm leaving, this is it. Everyone voted me eighth, the influences are going to send me home. I was just so sad because it's like, to get on one of these shows, the mm-hmm. odds are so minimal, right? 
So especially for me, like I was trying for so long and then to know that like I'm the first one out, it feels like a novelty act, you know, like I just feel so sad. Like I didn't get to play the game I wanted to or at least fight. And it was just, yeah, it was extremely like um, devastating. Yeah. Um, I know your pain in uh, in my season of Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, I know. Back, you know, so yeah, but sick. I thought thankfully you know, he had an opportunity, though. A lot of times there's no opportunity to come yeah, back. No, it's very rare what happened, yeah. In my mind, I was like exactly what you said. I was like, oh my yeah. god, that's it. Nobody's <laughs> ever gonna care, nobody's gonna remember. Yeah. Uh, this is embarrassing, right? I gotta go back to my family. <laughs> that's everything that I'm thinking, and then you know, lo and behold, there is a chance. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man. And that's why like I loved like your redemption thing like the way you fought back not just once but twice and then you got close to the end that was really cool so like you know it is my heart always goes out for people who go out on night one Mm -hmm. because it sucks it's just it's a bad position to be in you know and somebody has to someone has to go out and that's the hardest thing they didn't have a chance to like show themselves who they are how great they could be yeah shout out glenn garcia (laughs) less than 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so i'm interested uh in like nicole saying earlier your relationship with social media pre the circle like what was what were your thoughts on it you know and you be feel free to be open because we'll let you go full circle you know oh yeah oh i love that (laughs) no Uh, pun intended (laughs) um no man my thing is because like i came from the tech world and stuff the way i looked at social media is like I like I read a lot of papers about how like the early designers were using all this these addictive measures right to keep coming us us coming back to their platforms like you know like it's like the random variable effect every time you go on Twitter or Facebook you have a new timeline you might have a new friend request or a new follower they use the red notifications it's a lot like the um, slot machine so and a lot of the reports were saying that social media is terrible for our mental health yeah so like before the circle, I just came into it thinking like social media was this terrible thing. And, you know, I just thought it was doing so much bad for the mental health of everyone across the world. Um, but then obviously, like I went into the circle, right? And like, I had the time of my life. And, you know, it was crazy because I built these like, really strong relationships through this platform, this social media platform. And um, yeah, I mean, in a way, like I thought I was the one who's going to teach everyone a lot, but I learned the most about yeah. social yeah. But so like where I stand now, right? So I do I do still think the addiction and the mental health is still there. So those are big like red flags for me. But mm-hmm. I have seen the positives. Like you can build communities online. You can like raise charities. Um and yeah, you can just make friends and then just raise awareness for charities. So I think there's it's good and bad. So before I would just look at the bad and think it's like this terrible dark entity into the abyss, but now it's you know, I, I see the positives as well. Absolutely, because I have my reservations about it as well, and it's exactly the part that you're talking about, it's that addiction <laughs> side and how it's something that's not being spoken about in terms of, like, the younger generations that are getting – I mean, it's as addictive as any other addictive su- substance, right? Yeah. And, and it does have the effects on, on your mental health, and it's just kind of crazy. But – like you said, silver lining, there is a lot of good in it. So it's like a catch-22 when, when it comes to social media. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's what I've come to realize, you know, yeah, that it is good and bad for sure. So what was your, so you get on, you get on the circle, you're on there. What's your, what are you thinking like strategy wise? Cause this is like a different show that nobody's mm-hmm. ever seen before. You can't yeah. see anybody face to face. So what are you thinking? Like, what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, I mean, my strategy from the beginning was just to like, I knew, so if I built with myself, I could build really strong bonds. So that was one strategy. Another thing was like on day one, just start building alliances, like with like one or two people, like ride or dies and stuff. So that's what I did. I went into the game. I built alliance and great friendships with like people like uh, Seabird and then Joey. And then it went off to Chris and then it went off to Sammy. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but for me, I had to adapt. Right. Because when I got eighth place, it was like, shit, you know, so <laughs> I, I got to do something different. So at that point, I just started putting all my whole soul into everything and just like throwing it all out there. And like I was really vulnerable. And I think that's what skyrocketed. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it kept adapting because I kept getting influencer. I just kept going back to Big Brother and Survivor where I'm like, shit, I have yeah. the big <laughs> on my back. I got to tank myself or I just got to preserve my power. So what I chose to do is to preserve the power. And what I made was I was like my strategy in the middle of the game was if I can get the four, five original people to come together because we're the bigger targets and then make it like a hotel lobby door, right? New people come in, new people come out, right? Mm -hmm. Just paint the target on the new people. Then that would just put the target on their back. And like, no one would just realize like I kept winning influencer. So I just, at the end of the day, I just focus on building strong relationships and genuine relationships with the originals. And um, yeah. And then I was myself. So I thought everyone knew where I stood. And if I told you something about who I was going to save or who I was going after, I did it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That is that that is very. Were you a very social person before? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty social for the most part. Um, I mean, in this game, though, the thing is, like, I was more social with people I would never be social with. So that was the big difference. Okay, and a little sidebar for this because this is super interesting for me, and I guess it also relates to the game a little bit. So you ran for governor of California in <laughs> yeah. 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and did, you yeah. were the youngest candidate at the time. So, what was that like? What like what led you to do that, and what was that experience like? And I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so many questions. That's intriguing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, thanks, man. No, I mean, look, I thought when I found out you only had to be eighteen to run for governor in California, and you only needed like I think seventy-five ballot signatures. I thought this was such a great opportunity because I've always wanted to run in office. And, you know, there were a lot of platforms and ideas with my experience I thought I could bring to California because I was born and raised here. And I thought more than anything, it would just be a great experience and a great opportunity. So I just decided to run. I mean, it's very unconventional, but I just thought something in my gut was telling me just to run that shit. Shoot the shot. (laughs) Let it rip. So I just did it. And it was so fun. The people I met, I would go to every state town in California and give these speeches. I would try to crash the debates, you know. it was just so fun. And yeah, I learned a lot and I wanted to help. So I just did it. How, how expensive is it to run even just like a, a smaller campaign? Yeah. Well, so I ran as an independent. So my expenses were pretty minimal, but I had to pay the ballot fee to get on the ballot. So it's about $4,000 oh to get on the ballot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. But it was worth it to me. But yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, hey, that's a heck of an experience. And I guess where you, you were trying to rally the people of the circle, right? 
<laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that is really cool. So when uh, a couple questions that I had, um, sure. when, when you're, when you're in there, right, you, at any moment, at any time you can message somebody and talk to them. Is that how that works? And that's how you build those alliances? With no, those people? man. And that's the biggest difference between like our game and like your game with big brother. It's not instantaneous. It's not like Facebook where you can instantaneously message people. You get like two or three chats a day and you have to go oh. to the, you have to tell the voices like which chats you want to prioritize. So in a sense, you have to be strategic. Like who should I check in with? Who should I branch out to? Um, so yeah, we get like two or three chats. Maybe you'll get like one or two group chats a day. Um, yeah. I kind of like that aspect of it because otherwise everyone could just chat with whoever they wanted all day and it could be, yeah. that's like overwhelming as a player. Like, okay, now yeah. I have to chat for 12 hours with sure. everyone and make sure you know, that would be so stressful. Whereas, okay, yeah. you know that you're making moves and you can like, okay, yeah. this is why I'm making the move in my head strategically. And I feel yeah. good about that. So that's yeah. like, that like takes a lot off your shoulders kind of in a weird way. Yeah. I think narratively, it also is a lot easier just to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I do think if it was instantaneous, the game would become 180 degrees, like more tactical mm-hmm. if it was like instantaneous and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I get you hundred percent. And another thing with your gameplay is that I think you guys were all very like nice to each other. Whereas strategically like watching it, I knew that you had some competition in the end, but you were never thinking of like, okay, this person could beat me. You were just kind of like, no, I'm going to keep them around because they have my back and it showed Joey, um, thinking about putting you like at the bottom because he knew yeah. potentially yeah. that you yeah. could win in the end. So what yeah. were you like being, I, you kind of seem like you'd be a very strategic person. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you just kind of more playing with your feelings and emotions yeah. rather than strategically trying to win the money? Um, yeah, it, it was complicated. I got so emotional in the game and it's crazy because I'm such a fan of the strategy. Mm-hmm. So like, you always feel that confliction of strategy or emotion. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there were times where I was like, should I get rid of Chris? Should I get rid of Sammy? These people are big threats at the end, but I never did it. And especially at the vote at the end, I was conflicted. I'm like, I know I'm going to win this season. Mm-hmm. Let me just tank Joey to five. Let me put Sammy at four. Mm-hmm. I win the game right here, right now. But you just, I just got so emotional, you know? So I didn't. And what's but, crazy is you were yeah. emotional and you didn't even have to like look them in the face afterwards <laughs> where I'm big brother. It's like they look at you and they know you flipped your vote and you yeah, have to, they yeah, can confront yeah. you. You were doing it on like a computer screen behind closed doors. So it's yeah, like so yeah. crazy to me that yeah. it was that Same. emotional without even having the confrontation yeah. of it all. <laughs> I, I think, Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like why these games people get so emotional is you're closed off from the outside world. Mm-hmm in all aspects. So it, it really fo- puts you to focus on these other people. So uh, back to the uh, messages thing. So if somebody, let's say, like you said, you only have three uh, messages that you could do, let's say throughout the day. Yeah. So you on the other side of that, right? You're thinking, oh, um, I don't know. One of my people that I normally talk to didn't message me today. Do you think that's like suspect? Are they like why didn't they talk to me or why haven't they talked to me in two days? Are they talking to a bunch of other people? Is this really, are they like, what's yeah. going on with my game right now? Does that make you like yeah. super paranoid? Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, definitely, man. There's a lot of paranoia going on. And that's why I made it clear. Like I would check in a lot with Rebecca or Joey, you know, every, at least other day, just so we're all on the same page. Cause the game was happening so fast paced, but you're right, man. Like a lot of times it's like, 
you got to check. I for me, it was about checking in with the closest people to me, and um, then branching out a lot. What was interesting, like for someone like Sammy and me, we didn't chat much, but like from her and me, we were always really close, even though we didn't get to chat much. So like her and me were the exception, where like we knew where we stood, even though we weren't chatting a lot. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. Paranoia is so rampant, especially where you can't even see the other person. <laughs> <laughs> and and then <clears throat> also. How did you fare being alone for all that time? But how long How long would you say that you were in there? I mean, the game itself from the beginning to the end was about like 14 days, I would think. Okay. Uh, I mean, man, I loved it, to be honest. It was so fun. I had the time of my life. And like producers would always like come in and out with food and they'd mm. like keep us company like to the balcony or to like, you know, gym time. And people were always like voices in the room. So uh-huh. we never really i enjoyed it i really did i loved the game it was so fun was it a nice reset from the world yeah man it was such a good break from the world because you have no responsibilities and it feels like especially you two you guys would know like when you go in this game in these games it just feels like your life is just different not from what (laughs) happens from the show but just like that you're doing something very different and it feels really nice. Mm -hmm. And so how does it feel for you now that you've done a show on Netflix that's never been done before? It's been wildly successful. And like being able to watch it all the time on Netflix, like that has to be weird. Oh yeah, man. It is bizarre in the sense, like with you guys, right? It airs once, Mm -hmm. not Uh once, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that liberty where it's, you know, it's done now. It's just post-life, right? But for, it's interesting with Netflix because people keep, like, watching it. So we, I get new messages every day, like, I just finished it. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm really grateful. It's just – it's crazy because Netflix is global. So I get messages from, like, people in South Africa or India or Mexico, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. That's what I was thinking because Netflix has somewhere in the upwards of 600 and some odd million uh, subscribers yeah. around the world. Well, um, so it is crazy in that sense, yeah. Yeah, like you. <laughs> so essentially, you you'd probably be translated into all these languages. <laughs> and, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I just think that's so fascinating, and also the fact that since it is on Netflix, you're, that should be constantly happening at least for a while, because somebody two three weeks or two months down the line can be like, oh, you know, I want to watch the show now for the first time, and then they're having that experience for the first time. You yeah, know, man. Even though it uh, came out, you know, a couple months ago. And I, I just think that's so, so bizarre. Yeah, no, it is, man. And that's what is so interesting because I always thought with your guys' like Big Brother seasons and stuff and Survivor, those would be perfect global places also. But like it is in a sense because they have global different versions for other countries. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, like you said, it's very interesting how it like because the word of mouth is big on Netflix. So people versus now we will see it a little later. So. Yeah, man, it's very interesting. And so you do the circle. You get some people arguably say that you should have won. What do you What do you think about that? Um. <laughs> well, I mean, look. I mean, if I look from it, Joey did a better end game than me. What Joey did that I ignored is he made really good relationships across the board with the new people mm-hmm. and the new people. I kind of ignored because I was preserving the people closest to me. That's how I play. Uh, that's how I play Big Brother too. Like how you played. Yeah, yeah. Because my thing is, if I have a couple rider dies, mm-hmm. they'll protect me. Especially when you're the biggest target, right? Like you're winning all these competitions, like you did and stuff. Like you need people who are going to have your back. Um, I didn't have the luxury, right, to play, you know, like that. But um, I mean, no, for me, I put Joey first. He played an amazing game. You know, I got nothing but love for Joey. 
Uh, I'm glad if I lost to anyone, it was him. Um, yeah. I played the game as hard as I could. Um, it's up for, it's, I guess it's up for interpretation if they thought I should have won, but I did everything I could. Um, were, you, I, were you the influ- the top influencer um, the most times? Yeah, yeah, I was influencer okay. the yeah, the most four times. Yeah, the irony, uh, the person that uh, came in there with a, a different I mind know. about <laughs> yeah, real irony, man. Yeah. Um. So the circle finishes. You're out now. I mean, you've been out for a little bit. How mm-hmm. has the how has the transition been back to reality? And now you actually have a actually you know pretty growing social media, and you're pretty popular. And like, how, how are you adjusting to that? Oh yeah, man. Look. I mean, look, I'm so grateful. Everyone has been so positive and stuff. But um, it is a bit overwhelming, to be honest, right? Because, like, when you come out, it, it's hard because there's no roadmap for any of this stuff, like what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, so I guess in that sense, it's it's a, a little bit overwhelming. Um, in terms of transition, I just went back to work um, and stuff. But, yeah, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm really grateful for everything, so... Yeah. Are you close with? I know you're like close with Rebecca. Are you close with Seaburn now that the show's over? Yeah, yeah. No, I love Seaburn. Seaburn's like my best friend. So like me and Seaburn are really close. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like loved. It was very fun to watch someone pretend to be someone else. Like yeah. as a viewer, it was really fun. And I know as yeah. like a player, though, you wanted to like get out all the catfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, it is fun, and like that's the thing, like. People think I was so gung-ho against the morals of a catfish. No, no, it wasn't that. I just thought it was, like, you know, partly it was strategic, right? If you can mm-hmm. paint a target on someone. Yep. And then, like, oh. but, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's a game, and I have so much love for Seaburn. I thought he played such a fun uh, mm-hmm. catfish, and he was so, like, he was just so entertaining. And he's a good person, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, it was, like, he didn't come from a place of malice. He came from a place of, like, heart. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it was really fun to watch him. So I was glad there was at least one catfish in the final five. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, at one point, it would have been crazy if there were, like, four out of five catfishes. Mm-hmm. What do you think will happen for, like, season two of The Circle? Yeah, I mean, I predict there will be more catfishes in the opening eight. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to become much more tactical. So, like, it, I think... If our tactics were like at a one, it's going to go to a five at least. Um, and I honestly think a new player might win the next season. Oh, that is interesting. Because in season two of the UK, uh, the circle, the new player won because of tactics at the end. Hmm. And so uh, now for you, uh, are you going to work at this startup and then sell it to a company and then become a billionaire? And the guy <laughs> that used to be on the circle, but now he's a billionaire. Is that the no. goal? I mean, um, no, we're just, we're growing the company right now. We're really passionate about this stuff. So we're just taking it day by day. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know yet, but yeah, just growing it. Yeah, fun. <laughs> well, yeah. that's good. Well, I'm so happy that, that you came and spoke with us. Uh, yeah. You're very fun and interesting. Yeah. And, I uh, hope we can hang out sometime. Yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> I did have but one more question. I did have one more question. Oh, sure. Go for it. So now you did the circle. Are you done trying to get on Big Brother or Survivor? No, man. My hearts have always been with those shows. If I had a shot, I'll, I'll still shoot my shot with those. Um, I know it's very tough to pivot from across the brand shows. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would always – my heart's always with those shows. So if there's a shot, I'd shoot it. 
Well, we That's wish cool. you the best of luck. We hope they hear this. And uh, whenever well, you're released from the circle contract or whatever, <laughs> they'll, they'll yeah. pull you over to the other side. But again, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And Yeah, thanks guys for having me. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed Shuby. Mm-hmm. future governor <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably future something nah he has a lot of yeah man yeah yeah that, that's what i remember yeah man no mm-hmm. he, he, he's or a... i think it, and then yeah bro <laughs> <laughs> no he's a fun guy mm-hmm. so nicole what do you have for us today for weird or normal Okay, well, since we were talking about pizza, mm-hmm. is it weird or normal to eat the crust of the pizza first and then you eat the bottom? Like you eat it backwards. Oh, that that's 100% weird. But people do it. Do you do? You don't do that. I don't do it. But that pizza I had last night mm-hmm. with that Asian like zing sauce, mm-hmm. I ate it backwards because the crust was so good. But also, okay. Crust is, okay, so crust is my favorite part, so I save it for last. People who like crust... The least eat it first, I think. This was from our um, Coco Caliente podcast page on private group on Facebook, a suggestion. Okay. So I would argue that if the pizza size is smaller, so last night, the pizza that you were talking about, yeah, in reference it to- was like a flatbread 10 piece one. Yeah. So it was a small square. Mm-hmm. So you're able to eat, you know, one bite. Or a mm-hmm. bite and a half, True. you eat one side and then you're already to the other side. You know what I mean? True. So that's different. But if you're eating a long traditional triangle, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't see, and it's just not, it makes it more difficult to eat it that way because you have something to grab onto. If I ate it backwards, yeah. you know, I just, my fingers would be in cheese. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Not only that it's weird because it's weird, <laughs> it's just not practical. It doesn't yeah. seem practical to me. So no, I don't do that. And I do think it's weird. Yeah, I have seen people do it, um, but I mean, whatever. It's because they like the crease the least, the crust the least. And I like the, I mean, depending on what it is, because like some pizzas, the they'll make the pizza and like just the crust will be bad, right? Like the pizza would have been good and it got overcooked mm-hmm. or it got burnt or whatever the case may be, and then it's like I don't even want the crust. But a lot of times, I really do like the crust. Uh, especially like if it's like Hungry Howie's and it has like seasoned crust or yeah. it's like that Pizza Hut with the butter, like crispy, mm-hmm. you know, glazed butter or whatever on it and it tastes amazing. Or even Jets. Jets pizza is amazing. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. But anyway. We love pizza. That's my pizza rant because I, I do like pizza. But thinking about Weird or Normal, mm-hmm. yesterday – Nicole was going with her bridesmaids uh, to go bridesmaid dress shopping. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So she had a friend that needed to paint her nails. All right. So she got nail polish from Nicole, but they didn't have time to get their nails to, she didn't have time to paint her nails here at the house because they had to leave. So she's like, oh, I'll just do it in the car. And I'm thinking to myself, well, our car is brand new. You're not going to paint your nails in my car. <laughs> what if you spill nail polish like on something? It's going to be on there pretty much forever. Right, yeah, no, that is pretty dangerous. So is that is it just me or is that weird or is that normal? Well, I just, I think it is kind of weird because if you're in an old, I mean, you'd have to be in a really old car because even my car that's 10 years old, I'd be scared to let someone paint their nails. I just don't trust myself painting my nails. I always put a towel underneath because if that stuff spills, you're right, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's, a, am I, well, okay, so if it was my 2004 
Honda Civic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not so much concerned about that car. Like, that car's been through the ringer. No, but... It's all, really old. But if you do have cloth seats, it's not... It's going to be stuck there forever. Exactly. And so, I don't know. I just heard that, and I was like, what car? <laughs> Jessica's funny. She's been my best friend for... Since we went to Young Fives. Not... Did I go to Young... Preschool. We went to preschool What's together. Young Fives? I don't think we... we I didn't go to Young Fives. What know. is Young Fives? That's like the grade before kindergarten. There's a thing called Young Fives. Yeah, I, so because you either... I think it's because... You'll either be really young for your grade or really old for your grade. Oh. So, you know, you get into, okay, you're really young. You'll be a young five. So you go into young fives and then you go into kindergarten. See, I've never... It's an extra year of school. I've never understood that. It It should be more like, all right, you're whatever age you are. And so for these... So what, what, when do people start school? Like five. five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say, what if they started doing where you can take a test when you're like four? Because sometimes... I think w- they do. Why not just start when you're four? Why do you have to wait till five? Why is five the number? And then other people fall in the part where it's like, they're going to start at their later five because school already started, right? And they can't go in because they're four still technically. So then I think they can go to young fives if they're still four. You get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, and I think there there are, like, daycares that mm-hmm. are kind of, like, interactive, like school. Kinder care. So preschool, that's preschool. I don't know. Yeah, so I've gone, that is, there is such thing. Preschool, you can start at, like, three, I think. Oh, I don't and, know. And, yeah, I, I went to preschool as well, and I rode the TAP bus there, which is a thumb area transit bus. There, that's where I met Jessica. Okay. Um, and you go and you like learn stuff, but it's more of like playing, mm-hmm. learning. Um, but yeah, we, I started school like at three and a half. I will, I will admit that this is not my area of expertise <laughs> yeah. just because it's been, I don't know, 20, yeah. <laughs> it's been about 25 years since that was applicable to me. And once we have kids, we'll know more. Exactly. And that, and that was my point. Once I, once we even have a little noodle. Uh, a little bean in the stomach brew and I'll be reading up on all that stuff and then I'll be more knowledgeable to uh, discuss more interesting topics about babies. Which <laughs> reminds me, there's a Netflix uh, oh, a yeah. series that I want to watch. It's called Babies and I should probably get on the ball with that and learn a lot. I mean, next thing you know, Nicole's, Nicole's going to notice a transition whenever we start trying to have kids. That next thing, all, all the suggestions that pop up on Netflix are going to be like baby documentaries or baby science or that's Nat good Geo. though because I I want you to be educated in that stuff. Yeah, it'll help me. It'll it'll happen. Okay, so Nicole, mm-hmm. we have a Spanish word of the day for you today. Okay. Okay. And it's not going to be easy, but I will make it. I'll help you make it easier. So, okay. the Spanish word of the day is obra. Obra. Orange. It's not a fruit. So, O-B-R-A, obra. I've heard that. Oh, is it a Broadway show? Like uh, an opera? No, but you're on the right track. I thought you were about Performing? to get it. So, no, no, you, you pretty much had it, but it's, uh, and, and I guess, obra de teatro. So, like a theater play, a play. Okay. It's okay, a play. so I got that kind of. Yeah, you got that kind of. I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. I can't, it kind of sounds like it. Sounds like opera. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's not what it was. And it sounds like and it sounds like Oberon. <laughs> okay, so that would have been really wrong. So I'm happy you picked the latter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Anyway, so 
Now this is the part where we read our reviews to you because we like you so much and we thank you for everything you guys do for us. And I had a different review today because I noticed that we don't get uh, reviews from Canada on our thing because it's Apple Podcast US. Mm. So I found a one from Canada and I felt bad and I didn't search all the way back through uh, to see all the ones that we had missed before. Oh, so you, it was like a different app you have to look on? No, it was more like uh, it was more like on Chartable. Oh, okay. Like it, it brings you all the all the reviews from oh, everywhere. Nice. But uh, I don't know. So I'm just gonna read this one. Okay. All right. So this is uh, such a relatable couple, five stars. I love this podcast. I wish, I wish it was more than just once a week. Nick and Vic are such an amazing duo. I'm a big BB fan and love watching you two on The Amazing Race as well. I love today's podcast with London, which was last podcast, mm-hmm. or a few two, podcasts two ago. Podcasts yeah, ago. I started crocheting a little over a year ago, and I'm now following her on social media. Love listening to your podcast as I crochet. Keep up the great work, you two. Awesome. Yeah, and that's from Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> I don't know how to Saskatchewan, whatever. But that's from Canada, so thank cool. you. Cool. And if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode with Shane, that is an amazing oh, episode. So Shane I would McAnally. definitely go over to that episode. Um, by far the best episode I think we've ever had, in yeah. my opinion. Shane McAnally. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so this one is from Taylor Valley called Small Town Talk, five stars. I love listening to both of you talk about the small town you live in. I'm from a small town just like yours, and I can't believe the similarities. It's hard to relate to public figures, but you two make it easy. Keep up the amazing work, and thank you so much for making my work day go by faster. Oh, that was sweet. That is sweet. A fellow small towner. Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, we appreciate you guys. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. The easiest way is on Apple Podcasts, that little purple app on your iPhone. Um, you can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com to listen to the podcast. And you can also buy our merchandise there. And if you want to listen, you can always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you hear an advertisement or your coupon code or something that you're looking for, head on over to our website, cococalientepodcast.com, because there we have them all listed for you, and they're very just clickable. So it is hard if you're driving to remember, what was that? Because even when I'm on Netflix and I'm like, oh, that's a really good movie, I'm going to remember that movie to watch with Victor. I can't remember the names of it. She never does. (laughs) Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Coco Caliente Pod and on Instagram at Coco Caliente Podcast. And we also now have a public um, Facebook group. So head over there, Coco Caliente Podcast. Like that page. We'll be doing some cool stuff over there. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.